Hey everybody, it's two thumbs undecided. <sighs> I'm Zachary Ivey. Hey, I'm I'm uh, Sam. Zach, is, is there something? It seems like <sighs> you're not the the old I'm the old the... Zach well, uh, that we've come to know and love. You seem a little yeah, down. Is what I'm saying. I know. It's just you know I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I do this every morning where I go, Hey, no, it's don't do two that. thumbs undecided. It's Zach Ferguson. And it's just, you know, things aren't... Wait, you're looking you're looking at yourself in the mirror while you do the episode? Um, or when I'm not doing the episode, I'm like, you know, I've... It just, life has been really tough for me lately. Uh, I, uh, I, um, my, my bird died, uh, my left foot is, is crooked, my teeth are all janky, uh, my best girl left me eight years ago... <laughs> It seems like a lot of your problems are, it's kind of a, how do the kids say it, a you problem? Sam, that's not You're, the problem. It's not the real problem. The reason the why problem? I'm actually really, Tell me the real problem. The reason why I'm like 100% depressed is I'm not doing a radio show right now. I'm doing this in front of my mirror. I just wish we were doing the episode right now. Oh, well, we are. Huh? We're on. What? What? Wait, so this whole time you're just depressed because I, I, you weren't I, yeah. on a radio show? Well, we're on a radio show right now. What? I said I I said action, we're going, we're live. Oh my goodness. All right, now go. Oh, yes. I've I've also come to realize this about myself, Sam, is uh for a lot of movies, I can tell you what exactly the movie is just by looking at a frame from the movie. That it is a uh, it's a curse and a blessing. Do you think people who read a lot can tell the 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 book based on a page? Like they look at a page and they're just like, "Oh, this is Atlas Struggles. Cloud Atlas." This is. Uh, I hope um, so. I this really is Mein hope Kampf. So. Uh, yeah, this is Mein Kampf. This is... Oh, I love. Re- <laughs> yeah, so you're reading like okay, just like, and then you take a pinch of sugar. What is that from? Ah, obviously, chapter three, Mon Kampf, when he, you know, is trying to bake. <laughs> Someone's looking at a cookbook. Or maybe just I, like, oh. You know, I've never read Mein this Kampf. This certainly ain't Mary Poppins. This is definitely Mein Kampf. You know, I've, the two. Yeah, I've never read Mary, uh, I've never read Mein Kampf, but uh, what happens, there's a whole section in there where he's like, how to make great cellar, uh, how to make great jail wine. Like you know how apparently you can make wine or booze from like uh, your jail's toilet. Uh no, I I didn't. I've never heard of that before. I mean, it's a I big can book. You say I can. It's a big book, Mein Kampf. I feel like he has to pad it a little bit with like, like oi. <laughs> yeah, he goes oi. <laughs> yeah, he definitely begins every Adolf sentence. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, this with is saying oi. This is my Adolf Hitler. <laughs> this is my Adolf Hitler right, impersonation. Let's get off this. Oi, these Kampf. jails. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Adolf Hitler impersonation. That's your Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, sugar. So, sugar. So, um, we're two thumbs undecided. I'm Sam. That's Zach. We talk about movies and things. Um, things right now are pretty tumultuous in the world. If you're looking at this in the future, yes. uh, which could be, I mean, I guess you are because, you know, we record this a few days 
you know, unfortunately, we're not doing this live because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're look, listening in the distant future and, uh, you know, you are an alien race that has come down to investigate what humanity is and you stumbled upon one of these podcasts slash radio shows. Um, we currently are in a, a very tumultuous pandemic as well as getting close to an election Man, time. what a crazy... In about so two crazy. weeks, I think the next episode is our last episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. What do you mean it's our, our last episode? episode? Well, no, it's the last episode before... That's it. We're done. No, it's our last episode before the election. Our next episode is the last episode before the election. So... Wow. Um, it's weird. We have a lot of things going on. It's very anxiety-inducing time. Um, Zach already voted. I oh, am I did. tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I'll um, just say, um, I know it's you know your own personal business, but I uh, I voted for Joe Biden. So I I actually forgot his name, his first name for a second. I call him <clears> Slowy. <throat> ah, darn it! Here's the thing, Flowy. I, no, no. I, yeah, I call him uh, Flowy Joey. Um, I actually I know it's an insult and it's the only name they have for him, but I kind of like Slowy Joey. I don't know why. <laughs> I've sl- never heard that. Maybe not. Sl- I don't like Sleepy Joey, and I and I also don't think that's too much of an insult because like you can still get stuff done and still be sleepy. I also envy I al- people who, who are s- yeah. If you're who, sleepy, who appreciate sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The guy is sleeping. You know, if he's sleeping, he's well rested. What are what's that the would opposite? Be so funny if he he switched it around on Trump and he made it about like his campaign was like. An ad for getting enough sleep. Yeah, it's like we need a. You know, we really need to get enough sleep, guys. I love sleep, as my name suggests, Sleepy Joe. I really appreciate a good sleep, which is well. I'm. I'm. I assume that's what Trump is saying is that I. I appreciate sleep. Good sleep. He's sleepy, sleepy Joe. He and, and yeah. So and it's, what's uh, the opposite of sleepy? A guy who's fueled nothing but on cocaine. That's why I really. <laughs> it would be great. It's too late. I think it's too late for these kind of commercials. But I would love a commercial where it just opens up on a picture of Joe Biden like asleep, and he's got the nightcap on, and he's in his I gown. Would, I would love that. And it's got the do 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 do, and it's like shh, the next. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, shh, the next president is sleeping. Let's see what Donald <laughs> Trump is up to. And it's just like, him like, where? It's, uh, you, there's that new gif of him dancing and like, put like, eh, 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 like, darn it, darn it, darn it, like, look like someone's too like busy. No one, <laughs> no one likes a noisy neighbor for a noisy president. Vote for Sleepy Joe. <laughs> he's dreaming of a better tomorrow. And then Joe Biden tomorrow. wakes up and like shushes the camera. Like, yeah. Shh. yeah, he's going like... And it goes back. He's <laughs> sleeping and he goes, shh, America. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I kind of want to make that. That seems easy. All right, so All right. Um, let's... We have... We're going to briefly do some film news. Really, the biggest film news, in it's, you know, segueing from the election time. Is the new Borat two? Is it out? Did it come yeah, out? Yeah, it's um, it's out today. It's called uh, Borat: The Submental uh, Movie Film. And... But there is a scene in it, uh, in which, um, Rudy Giuliani, they do an interview Mr. with Rudy Trump's, Giuliani uh, and personal his, his quote unquote personal lawyer attorney. Yeah. Um, 
and the they take him into uh, like the it's just the interviewer who's like this young blonde woman who I guess is his daughter in the movie. Yeah, it's his daughter that he's trying to give yeah. up to the you know highest person in America. Yeah, so they 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 she takes him in the back and is like taking his mic off just the two of them in this back room she's taking his mic out he starts like she's like pull like rolling up the the lavalier mic he puts his hands in his pants and is lying on the bed and puts his hands in his pants and it doesn't look like he's tucking in his shirt it's the weirdest it looks like he's doing something it's it looks like the strangest and then that at the last second, Borat comes out and is just like, you know, dressed up and is like, that's you. She's too young. She's only 15 or something like that. Now, it's interesting and... be- because the Borat movie actually is on Amazon Prime. So I'm looking at it now. I can watch it right now. Oh, that's sad. And Amazon for Prime a com- is a well, sad for a comedy, uh, it's getting really good reviews. Like, usually these send up prequels, as I mean, not prequels, sequels, always get abysmal. Uh, a blismal, huh? Yeah, I know. I made up that word. Uh, but they get like 5.4, 6. Point, anything lower than a 7, I do not care to watch. Like, even if... Thi- the other little... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, like, even if this movie with the, you know, the Rudy Giuliani thing, if it got like a 6.9, I would throw it into the, eh, only if someone has it on type watch. The other little, the other little bit of news is Quibi is oh. now being... Canceled. Quitty. Quibi is the streaming service that only does like ten minute stuff, uh, and it is only was around for six months. Uh, but it got some, it got some Emmy nominations, and I think maybe a win. But um, that, um... you know, I, I think it's it's a good idea. Uh, I just feel like it's still kind of. I didn't see people anything don't. Was it vertical? No, it wasn't vertical. Vertical. I don't think so. Because I think it's meant to be watched on your phone. Like, it's an app. It's it's a little bit of, like, a streaming service that's an app. It's kind of like TikTok in the way that it's meant to be, like, videos on your phone. But it's, like, that kind of bridge between it's, like, a streaming service but for your phone. Or maybe not. Maybe it's more like YouTube. But it's, like, it's YouTube, but it's... It is. I think that's well, the thing. Is like a lot of people, like myself, it's kind of hard to pin it down, of like what it was trying to be. Whatever it was trying and, to do, it didn't. Uh, it didn't do it right, and it's going away. Uh, do you have any other film news? That's all I got. Um, everything's coming out. Yeah, let's let's get into our, our topic. Yeah, uh, yeah there's not a whole lot of film news these days. Um, oh, Animaniacs is coming back. Great. Uh, also, apparently, Jennifer Lawrence voted for um, Donny T. What's no, not Donny T. Voted for um, McCain for some for some reason. That's Wait, on the like Gardener, a, like a vote, or the Guardian, like a vote in for McCain. Wait, no, like back in twenty two thousand eight or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. for some reason that's that's who cares that's about that? On the Guardian. Yeah. So, anyways, let's transition to something. Zach and I certainly care about Um, and if you guys can't guess from the title of this episode um there's probably gonna we are going to be talking about buffy trolls too yeah no No. 
We're talking. We're going to be talking about Buffy, Buffy the, the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Yes, not and the not movie, the, the movie. TV show, which is actually I didn't realize this, but let me actually let me confirm this. Um, what the you... movie was written by Josh Whedon. Yeah, I think. No, of course. I didn't realize. I I had no idea. Wait, why did you not know? Why did you? Oh, you thought that Josh Whedon took this idea. That's interesting that you didn't know that. No, I when I saw so. Before, okay, a little history with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the reason why, I think this is our second fandom um, episode. Our first one, of course, was My Little Pony, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So now our next one is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Sam and I, uh, I think every year around summertime, we would try to watch a new TV show, and this to Mm -hmm. me was probably my favorite year, where we decided to watch all Buffy the Vampire Slayer because... To me, I, you know, I, I'm super into comic books, but I also love um, stories that aren't, you know, the normal, you know, Batman, Superman. And Buffy the Vampire seemed like a superhero s- thing that didn't have comics. Like, it was based on originality. And it was yeah. great. And also, we were in the our, in the years that Buffy the Vampire Slayer was taking place, which is why... We were in high school. We were mean. in high school, yeah. And, like, I think I was a... Freshman? No, not freshman. I was a sophomore, maybe. Uh, maybe I was in middle school then. Th- I guess I was in eighth grade if you were a sophomore. Oh, but it, it's just. But I was close. I mean, it was close enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he. I think. Well, I I binge watched the whole entire thing, but like she goes to college. And I'm like, ooh, I can't yeah, wait for college. We'll, we'll get into the 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 progress of the show because it lasted for seven seasons, which is a good run, then, I think. And then it turned into comic books, which you read some of them, right? Or you read one? I read the first season, and I currently have eight issues of season nine. But it's been there's, going there's on. There's a few for... comics now. There's season eight, nine, ten, eleven. The most recent one was 2018. So the comics are still continuing on the story. Yeah. And, you know, as com- since it's a comic book, the stories are much bigger i feel like because I, I read i remember reading one of the comics and it was like the slayers are like right we can know, get it's like it's a huge it's something that you know now that there's not a budgetary restriction they have this much bigger uh story well you can do uh, a, a lot, lot more in a comic like you know people are flying around and oh yeah it looks like there was only uh two seasons i mean two seasons after season seven um, and then they just went to, to oh never mind I'm sorry I'm so uh, keep uh, keep on going well going so the, back to the starting from the very beginning a very good place to start um, very good. the so the movie came out 1992 and Josh Whedon I was reading uh, he was kind of saying it was very much mishandled did he write it or did he he was just he was the writer right. He was the he writer. He did not direct it. No, to he didn't my... direct it. Hold on. Um, no, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was not the, the. He was not the director. He did not direct it, but people probably nowadays know Josh Whedon as a director more so than a writer. And it's weird because his first directing gig was uh, episodes of Firefly in two thousand and two. So he's a big cult um, director writer. Some um, and you say... also may know him. He's more recently for Avengers, yeah. Uh, which is the main one of the main reasons 
I was so excited for the Avengers movies was I heard that Josh Whedon was, and he did the first two. He did the first two Avengers movies. Right, and the first um, movie I like. I know this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but you can't. Okay. You know, Josh Whedon I think is very much a part. Like it's it, you see you he, feel his writing all over the place with it, and yeah, yeah. Love it's, first it's Avengers. It's kind of a cheesy. It's kind of cheesy the writing, like. Rewatching Buffy, there is, it's not, it doesn't alienate me from the episode. Like, I'm not, I'm not being like, oh, this, this is way too cheesy. But they say things like, we got to do some killage. It's like, how's the killage today? Or something like that. Where it's, it seems pandering to uh, a certain, like, the the kids. Like, uh, it seems like an older man writing for what they think kids are saying these days. Which is exactly and, what happened. But I also feel which like... Which it was. You know, I think when But old, it was cute at the same time. I have this theory that I think when old people write for young shows, and it doesn't sound exactly, eventually that fe- like feeling just gets integrated with the culture. Like kids, maybe the next generation will start talking like that or saying jokes like well, that. Well, I don't think anyone's said uh, killage. No, but I will. I will tell you. Yes, Josh Whedon. He has we I, the whole shawarma thing. In a way, I'm thinking. You know how like you'll have these little jokes in all these superhero movies now. Do you think yes. that jo- Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, like started that? Because they're not like joke jokes. No. They're just random little things where like someone will be like, you know, little. Hits of comedy, not. I don't know what kind of. I comedy don't think is. he invented that. That's, he didn't that's invented. I think. But he it's, proper, it's like okay. So you're watching Avengers and you get like Hulk punching Thor, and everyone's like, "Ha ha, that's so hilarious!" And that felt like a Josh Whedon thing, you know, um, that you would see in his. I mean, Spider Man was did that a lot, but I guess in comic book form, maybe he he took. I think Buffy, and part of the reason why it did so well, and I still want to go back to like the progression of the show, um, but more genuinely, I think Buffy did so well because it was a comic book for T. It felt like it was a comic book, written as a comic book, in the fact that these characters, the character development is amazing in this show, in a way that a lot of TV shows weren't doing, but comics books were doing. And also in the same way of like that kind of those sly little jokes um, kind of thrown throughout, which I think was very big in 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 um, in comic books, but maybe not as big in TV shows at the time. But then again, TV shows at the time, like the 90s was this this kind of renaissance of a lot more tumultuous time. I wasn't going to say tumultuous. I was was just going to say, you know, this was. Sopranos came out a little bit later in 90s, the 90s, like maybe nine. Yeah, but like Sopranos, but there was other films or TV shows like that that were turning, like trying well, to make uh, comedy movies was on the forefront of that. You didn't have a lot of action or a lot, a lot, maybe a lot of good. Buffy was definitely a unique thing, and I, I do want to talk about like the kind of the lineage. So. The movie came out in 1992, um, and Josh Whedon wrote it, but he said that the director, the, he wrote, 
he said it was it was much more serious about like this this woman who uh was very you know a very powerful superhero kind of person also but it was kind of it was much more valley girl than buffy because the whole thing about the buffy vampire slayer tv show is it in you you don't really see how she becomes the slayer and that's kind of more of the movie where like all of a sudden she realizes she has the gift yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so the movie, I never watched it, but it really didn't do that well. Oh, but you should watch it, I, Sam. It is really cheesy. It is bad. And honestly, I don't know how somebody could have seen this movie. I mean, I do see it, but it's such a cheesy, bad movie that I don't. I wouldn't be like, yeah, this should be turned into a TV show, because the writing's not good. the The best part of the movie, Sam, is uh. Uh, Paul Rubin, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, he plays a really, really silly vampire. And Buffy the Vampire, Mm -hmm. spoilers, stabs him at the very end. (laughs) And, you know, like, usually if, like, vampires get stabbed, they go like, ah, and then they burst up into flames or, like, turn into dust. There's a one-minute-long thing of him, Paul Rubin, just going like, ah, ooh, ah. Uh, and then he's like he falls to his knees and like is kicking the door like like ow 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 (laughs) like that's the best part of the whole movie everything else is like uh, it's super dated um but um everything yeah so the director fran rubel um, saw it as a pop culture comedy about what people think about vampires. And Whedon disagreed, said, I had written the scary film about an empowered woman, and they turned it into a broad comedy. It was crushing. Um, the script was praised, but the movie was not. I'm reading directly off of Wikipedia. You can sue me. But I... So then, some years go by, Josh Whedon directs Firefly and probably gets a little bit more of a name. Whoa, wait a and minute. Eventually... You, can't just, you can't just jump to Firefly. Firefly was af- Firefly was after Buffy oh, the Vampire. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. IMDb. You're, yes. you're okay. talking, okay, years after Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he I, gets picked up uh, for you're right. a you're thing right. called Toy Story. Okay. Did you know that, Sam? Say that again? That uh, Josh Whedon uh, dr- uh, wrote the first Toy Story. Really? Well, uh, he was one of four. And I always remember, like, the more, you know, wow. once you watch movies more and more, you start looking at the credits. Damn. And I'm like, Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, wait, what? Um, also, Joel Cohen, who <laughs> uh, was the writer of uh, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> so I guess, you know, being a Are writer. Are sure about that? I am totally sure. I just looked it up right now. Joe Co- Cohen. From yeah. the Cohen brothers. Well, okay, now you're. This is yes, Jewel Cohen, but here's the problem: it's C O H E N. And funny story behind that. That's the reason yeah. why you know that's the reason why Bill Murray signed up. Yeah, for the second I just one. wanted to to clarify that because that's yeah, it's Jewel Cohen. Cohen, and don't if you're ever reading a script and you see a like you're an actor and you see a script that says Jewel Cohen, do not accept it. Double check that it's. Joel Cohen from the Cohen Brothers, and not this guy Joel Cohen who wrote things like Cheaper by the Dozen, Money Talks, and uh, <laughs> Groove Tales, which I can only assume. Anyways, all sounds like 
solid films to me. Uh, yeah. So he gets a little bit of clout as a writer, and they come back to him and they say, hey, do you want to turn this into a TV show? And he goes, adoy! And, yeah, and he pitches it as... Uh, he pitches it as high school as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the the idea, or that was kind of like the theme around it. You know, high school is all already a horror. Let's turn it into an actual horror movie. Um, and what's funny is like just reading about it, it seems like Josh Whedon was really trying to pitch this as a serious thing. But mm-hmm. it is like one of the, the main things that I take away with it is it how it is balances kind of absurd-ish comedy with very serious uh, topics. Well, um, you, have, and- you have the jokiness and kind of... And I think that's why Judge Whedon, he is... Uh, he's also a great comic book writer. Uh, Astonishing X-Men, fantastic. Um, he wrote on that. But there's something about the way he writes that kind of, sh- you know, harkens back to... Spider-Man, the way Spider-Man deals with things, and you see that influence of like, hey, like everybody's gonna be killed at prom tonight by vampires. How are we gonna deal with that? And like, uh, then Xander will do a quip like, yeah, get get them loaded on uh, on alcohol. They'll probably like that or something like that, like a quip, <laughs> something saying like, you know, people who are under pressure, uh, joke to, um to lessen their stress. It is funny, like, rewatching it. Because I... So part of the reason why... I So Zach and I watched the whole entire thing, all seven seasons, and I have recently been rewatching it, starting with the second season, because I... When I rewatch things, I typically skip the first season. Because that's where they're trying to figure out themselves. Yeah, they're like office. Office is the first season is very different from the other seasons. Also, weirdly Um, enough, there's always I always find that there's slight narration in the first season or like the first episode. Maybe I'm thinking more of The Sopranos, but the first season always feels much different than the rest of anything else. I think the first, even some of the second season. Uh, but not as much. The first few seasons, I'd, I'd say maybe one and two, Buffy, it's still trying to really go into that grunge, teenage angst stuff uh, that I think was very... When did Scream come out? I think that was 2000, 2000 if I had to guess. either. Really? I thought it was the 90s. Uh nope you're right 1996 so scream was born All right, so and that you was were a year born. before exactly um by the way I love that vibe something something about that vibe of the 90s like the 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 grunge scene it's not really grungy but I don't know what vibe that is but you also saw that in the early 2000s in like cell phone commercials and Pepsi or Mountain Dew. Yeah. It, it, it's very cringy, but it's also like, I don't know, it feels home to me. It's, since it's that's... definitely dated. It's definitely, oh, you look back and you you're see, like, this isn't coming back anytime soon. Not anytime soon, um, but you do know for a fact that when we're in our 40s, 90s culture, if not already, 90s, early 2000 is going to be like the new thing. They're going to be rebooting Guardians of the Galaxy or rebooting Buffy, and they're going to be like, 
let's use this font. All right. I don't know. That's that's quite the. I I don't know about that. I know. For, oh, maybe if it's influenced by the font. Yeah, sure. Well, but I don't. I don't know if they'll reboot Buffy. People in Anyways, the eighties. Okay. People from the eighties. I doubt thought eighties were gonna come back. In such I a think heavy every load. every generation, it's gonna have some influence, or every decade is gonna have some influence on the preceding things. But I don't think it's gonna be like nineties are now. It's now nineties is completely back. Everyone's talking about Bill Clinton and, you know. No one wants to talk drinking, about Bill Drinking, I don't know what else has happened in the 90s, listening to Nirvana. Um, I don't even know what vibe. Here's the thing. I don't even know what vibe's going on now. Anyways, so back to Buffy. Um, so, yeah, the first two seasons, especially the first season, because my least favorite part, and this is a little ironic, but my least favorite part, I think, of the show are the vampires. The vampires? Uh, yeah. Um, the vampires are kind of They're kind of dull, yeah. They're super easy to kill. Yeah, you stab them, and, like, I'm like some of the the first the episodes of season two, it begins with her just fighting a vampire, and I'm like, I know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Also, the- She's going to stab the thing, and it's going to disappear. I do agree and, with you because none of them have the thing is is none of them have souls or that's the whole rigmarole of them is once you become a vampire you you lose your soul and so your only thing is you want to kill like you have no you know th- 3Dness to yourself except for Angel yeah. of course who's just and uh, bringing up Angel I don't like Angel there there's a few characters throughout Buffy, who I'm kind of like... Don is probably the worst character. You don't like Don? I guess. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I like her. I, remember, I just remember when we first watched, she was totally the damsel in distress, and she was yeah. one of those characters, like, if we got rid of her or send her to boarding school, Buffy would have so much more time to, you know, fight and make jokes. Like, instead, she has to be like, there goes my Don again. Which yeah. is, honestly... I, I do like... I do like her, and this is skipping a little. This is I do like her introduction. Five, I think. Yes, season. I think her origin yes, is cool. Five. I think her origin is really creative. No, season four. Season, season four. four. I think her origin is really creative and harkens to kind of a comic book because throughout the whole series. By the way, this is all one big spoiler. Oh no, it is season five. Um, uh, Buffy doesn't have a sister. Like, candidly canon she does not have a sister and i forget why she gets a sister it's like so it's because um glory who is the bad guy in season five is trying to find uh key is is that a who's what shoot i i forget is she another glory is so glory is the um isn't she the other she's kind of just a she's just a bad she's like a demon person i don't know exactly okay. but she's yeah. she's like a you know a a, a witch or kind something. of this demon no it's not a witch she's like a straight up demon she's like you know as the bad guys progress i think it gets worse and worse well that's not especially starting around season five i think things are starting to kind of like crescendo or maybe even season three but things are starting to like crescendo with the bad guys as they get worse and worse and worse. And she's just like the next iteration of like a really bad 
bad dude, the big bad, as what is what they call them. And they get the, they the, get just... worse and worse. So like the first season, although season four was kind of stupid, season <laughs> yeah. four was like this robot. I lo- here's the thing. I was about to say that was at him. I remember where they're building. Yeah. They're trying to build the ultimate human underneath Buffy's college. Uh, yeah. And uh, I forget the last line of him. I'm gonna look it up, but his death is really fun because he gets blown up by a bazooka, and I think he says something just like, "Like wow, you." I said spoilers. Um, no, no, no. That because I I re I was rewatching it. Maybe you're getting confused because I watched an episode fairly recently in the second season where Spike, who we should talk about Spike. Wait, talk about also, talk about how. Oh my God. Uh, talk about how, uh, what's... What? Sorry, I'm looking up a picture of Adam, and his he just looks so stupid. So season two, there's an episode, I thought it was really funny, where there's like this arch de- like nemesis demon person who like no human like weapon has ever killed him. And he, <laughs> he comes out. And they, like, shoot a bow and arrow at him, and he's just like, you fool, nothing has ever destroyed me. Like, no human creation has ever destroyed me. And Buffy just pulls out a bazooka, and is just like, what about this? And (laughs) shoots him, and he explodes. And it's stuff like that that is so funny. Because it's like, oh, yeah. Like, that's something that it's like, oh, yeah. A lot of, like, if, if, if demons were only being shot at by bow and arrows... Then yeah, like nothing, like no human creation has ever killed them. They've been awoken after a thousand years. It's like, oh, we have. They don't know about technology, which is another. Okay, we 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 were really sidetracked on how Don got created, but honestly, who cares about Don? Um, I want to go back to still talking about the progression because I think it's I think it's fairly fascinating how the first two seasons. It was dealing with teenage angst and like high school sucks, you know, well, boyfriends, first three all this season, stuff. Actually, no, what? Because we were talking about this before. Season three has the episode where the guy—it's kind of an imitation of Colib, or it's it's talking about Columbine. Um, and a lot of oh, the show, as it kind of goes on, and like Josh Whedon even talks about this, how it is kind of emulating. Or it's 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 a metaphor for stuff um, that a lot of shows weren't really talking about, like her coming out to her mom that she is a slayer. They purposely made it to be a metaphor for a child coming out to their their parents about being gay, which is um, because interesting she, because Willow the mom does come out as gay later, and exactly, but like, but they this that was kind of their way of handling it, but. It was like the mom kind of went through denial and then said, like, have you ever thought about not being a slayer? And then kicks her out of the house and is like, you like you're not living here anymore. And then eventually comes back around to it. But wow, how much of a struggle that is. So there's a lot of things throughout the show that like you're just like, oh, this is a I think the first the first two seasons were a little bit more of like, oh, you know, it's a. It's about it's boys a goof, and stuff a, like that. Yeah, the usual, like, Xander is being picked on and doesn't get the girl, and Willow but is a nerd. Then know. you have the episodes where, like, in season three, where this guy, Buffy, can read everyone's minds, and all of a sudden she can hear someone say that they're going to just, they're going to kill everyone in the school. They're going to shoot. And or, no, I think it's like the guy They didn't has say a, shoot. They just like, said, I'm going to kill everyone. 
Um, I no, I know this. Not, okay, so okay, fine. And, so they say I'm going to kill everyone in the school, and she thinks this this guy this guy um what's his name again the actor the actor's name, name is Danny Strong. Yeah, because Danny Strong actually auditioned to be Xander, um, mm. and didn't get it. But um, he uh, Danny Strong, the actor, is uh. They Jonathan think he's going to shoot up the name. school. Jonathan. They think he's going to shoot up the school. But he ends up just... He was about to commit suicide. And they stop him. And they find out that it's actually this... <laughs> the lunch lady was planning on killing everyone in the school. And Xander finds out because... You don't remember this? I thought this was so funny. I don't so remember funny. the Xander lunch like, lady. Oh, well... The, <laughs> Xander goes in and he's like trying... He's about to like sneak like eating some food. Yeah. And, and then like, he sees like looks over and like oh, the lunch lady is poisoning like rat poison or something. Dumping it all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I then she's just that. like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. I think it, there's so many good Xander, seasons, okay. But... Don is my least favorite character. Xander is my favorite character. Well, there's, there's so many great episodes and as wow. this sto- I think as it gets to season the latter part of season two because I was noticing a big shift like the second part of season two where I'm like I actually really love these episodes as soon as they start getting away from angels because angels character it's just annoying well, I'm just like, he's like I get it's it. one of those things where like I hate it because Buffy's like oh I shouldn't sleep with a with a vampire and, and he's like oh you shouldn't sleep with me because I'm a vampire See, that's the reason why I love Buffy and Spike's relationship because he's like, don't sleep with me because you're a slayer. And she's like, I hate you because you are a vampire. But then, and that is, like, it's not. Spike is, is the, one of the, I think, the greatest character that came out of Buffy because mm. he truly, and when we were watching the TV show, our mom had already seen, oh, watched yeah. it when spoilers, it came out. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. To me, this is, uh, Parental abuse for somebody who was raised this isn't as a no, spoilers. This is we're not a spo- gonna spoil it. We're not going okay. to. Go ahead. I feel like want to spoil. So our our dear old mom, th- I consider this abuse only because we love film and movies and all that jazz. So saying this is horrible. Every time we would watch and see, like watch Buffy, she would always walk by and go, "Oh, poor Spike." Which obviously, like, why would you say poor Spike? Yes. Throughout the show, I okay. So maybe we are kind of ruining it a little bit. But I, what this I was going to say the vampire is, episode. I thought she was. Well, which is an also a spoiler. I so I read like so you think like okay, she's obviously chill with dating angels or <laughs> dating vampires because she was dating Angel. But Buffy, like Spike's character, really falls in love with someone that doesn't love him back and goes through hell just to literal hell. Like he gets his soul back. Um, and though it's and crazy. Then, yeah. Sorry. It's just, um, it's crazy. I remember. Okay. So there is an episode after um, it's in season six where the main bad guys is called the trio, which are just a bunch yeah. of nerds. And, uh, to me, the trio is actually the worst villains out of them all because they worst as in the most ter- like the not bad. Yeah, but the, like they're... they're the worst because so like all the other villains throughout the entire series have all been demons. But you like them like they're your favorite because they're the worst. Well, they're my, I, I yeah, just want to my... make sure that it's not 
they're like I hate them. They're the least oh, my least favorite. I love them the most for being the best villains. For being yes, the worst okay. villains because they're the be- they're yeah. They they're a bunch of nerds, but the reason why they're villains, at least two out of the three, is because they just want to be different or just, you know, try to one up the 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 you know, the good guys because sometimes people are villains because they're just sick of the good. And uh, demons, they don't really have any choice to be bad. Like, they're bad. They're just a disease, in a sense. Um, But that's that's why these guys are so wicked, because eventually Warren, one of the trio, just takes out a gun and starts shooting them, which I think is... Yeah, and kills... uh, Kills... Anyway, okay. I... I fine. mean, bleep, I do fine. want Sam, more people that. to bleep that out. Bleep that right, out. Okay? I have two things I'm bleeping out now. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so, anyways, um, the so yeah, yeah, like one of my favorite. There was also an episode of season two because a lot of this stuff is is kind of hinted or it's done slightly in earlier seasons, but then is done to like the nth degree later on. There's an episode in season two where she. Her de- like someone is dating her mom, and the, the she the the person is just like very aggressive towards her and oh. says like I'm gonna slap you yeah I remember and like that. you're and then she kills him because Buffy? he hit her yeah Buffy she hit her and starts like slapping her and she was like I'm so glad you did that and then beats the shit out of him he falls down the stairs and dies Whoa. and for the rest of the episode. Buffy is they're like Buffy killed a human and it's it's not it's so it's like this feeling of like it is you know because that's it, the one thing... how much that can weigh on her yeah like, this is the first time she's actually killed a human being before because vampires but then we find out that he was it was actually a robot and <laughs> she, it was this guy was actually uh... it was actually pretty like fucked up because this guy actually this is actually something really sick what the guy uh I guess like the, the this this genius scientist made like was dying and his wife broke up with him so he made a robot to like get her back as he died and the robot like basically captures her and like s- keeps her locked in the closet until she dies and then the robot keeps going out and finding women that looks like the wife and I guess Summers was the or like the the Buffy's mom was the next was the next one? Whoa! I gotta but tell like, you. So like, Xander opens up the door and sees like this, like four dead women, like rotting, and like I'm thinking, how fucked up are these kids? They are seeing. They Xander opens up the door and sees ten dead bodies that have been rotting for how well, long? I think okay. So I think there is, I, and I, I love philosophy on non-existent stuff because I feel like probably it helps with the reality. Of like real life, maybe um, at some points, but I think, see, that's why the first two seasons were so kosher. Like you don't just all of a sudden become a trained marine, or you don't straight up use heroin. Um, You slowly. Well, actually, that's funny. In the in the show, Xander did become a trained marine immediately. Because there's the episode where he gets converted, oh, or he gets turned into a, right. a soldier, and he, and he keeps the power, and, and, <laughs> and then he keeps the memory of that. That's how they got the bazooka. I forgot about that whole thing where, like, that because the thing about Xander is he never had a like a power. 
He was just like, yeah. He was in a sense. He was kind of the damsel in distress. And then I think around season four, they're like, eh, you know, we should maybe give him something. Um, so that's what give him. Well, just what you said. They gave him like. Oh, a this milit- is season two. That's season two. They give it to him. Yeah, they this rewatching it. I'm. I didn't realize how many episodes. Other of- things. Seth. There's 22 episodes in it. Seth Green. I remember him not showing up until much later. I think. He, I thought they he, went to call. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I thought they went. But no, he comes. They're he appears dating in, in the college. second season. And yeah, and like he's he. They find out fairly quickly that he's the. Yeah, it's it wasn't. It's Seth- they find out fairly quickly he's. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, Seth Green's character also not a big fan of. I thought I thought his really? portrayal. Yeah, I always thought that Seth Green's portrayal. He was always and they made fun of him. He was always very monotone. Like he's like, "Hey everybody, how's it going?" Like it's yeah. it's weird. It's like weird seeing um, these super humorous, somewhat potheady um, type actors who are like famous for like let's do drugs and let's party play these really somber characters, kind of like a Seth Rogen from Freaks and Geeks. I, I'm always raz- like razzled by those portrayals, being like, this is this is not the Seth Rogen or the Seth Green I know. Yeah, I mean, I think having him on was definitely an appeal. It's still to, cool. Like a bigger name I, I think who it is... is more appealing to like that, the youth generation. Um, I, I think it but is I do cool, think though, that he what is in interesting about what is interesting about his character is I think he is of the 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 three the main three teens, Xander, Willow, and Buffy, he is I think the most socially confident. Cause there's a scene where, you know, there's this love triangle in the beginning where Willow loves Xander, Xander doesn't love her back, but he loves Cordelia. He um, liked Buffy. Cause that was another, she, yeah he the, liked he liked Buffy but then that wasn't they all were like no one loved the person that there was no like to subvert they that, loved each other yeah to subvert that you know trope but, I think that's what they were trying um, to go for there's a scene where Willow um says like says to 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 Seth Green's character it's like do you want to make out now. And Seth Green was just like, man, I always like think about this in class, like just kissing you, like that's something I I always fantasize about. And then he's like, oh, but I'm not gonna kiss you now. And she was like, what? And he was like, oh, well, it's obvious you're trying to kiss me because you're just trying to make Xander jealous. And then and I was like, wow. And he said it so like just, oh yeah, I'm not kissing you. Oh, that's true. He was the he... most um, confident in his his being, his morals, yeah, if I... you will. I didn't mind him as a character. I mm. I think okay. I think he was fine, and I think Angel was annoying. I think Don, I guess, was annoying. Another great episode, and this is an episode I always think about, and I think, in my opinion, it's my favorite. And this is a spoiler, but um, I think is the best depiction of death I've ever seen in a show. Is oh. when spoilers. Yes. Oh, we already said spoilers. That dies and the episode is shot so differently and you know this is this is a show about death like there's so many people dying all the time even like hum- like sometimes humans and it's dealt with but it's not really focused on this episode i feel like i thankfully have never lost anyone very close to me but i feel like this episode really right. shows what 
Oh, nothing. Or like somebody who is untimely death, I think. I, I don't want to yeah. pose that. Like we've lost people, but they were, you know, well into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was, so this was like a. A sudden, like in the Buffy show. showing her grief and telling. Dabda, her, if you You know, will. Don about it and things like that. I feel like it was so, like the shots were very long. And just showed Buffy just like completely, just so dead. Like everyone was, it was so somber compared to literally the rest of the. Like it was, it it was such a dramatic turn of thinking about someone dying than the rest of the show, in which so many people are dying that it really took me you know, for a loop. Like I was like, wow, wow. Um, so get this, and that go ahead. that episode, which is from season five, episode sixteen. It's called The Body, and it's directed and written by Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. Oh, he directed a lot of the shows. Yeah, but, like, you know, it feels like the ones that people remember or, like, that go down in the annals of time are always usually directed or written. Like, Vince Gilligan it seems to always write or direct the ones that are, like, the best Breaking Bad, except for, I guess, us and Mendez, but that's another story. Yeah, I mean, with TV shows, um, the director is not. I'm not as concerned with who the director. It's really it's weird because with TV shows, it's more about because the whoever they bring on as a director has to kind of have the same vibe as whatever was going before. I never noticed different directing styles in TV show. To be honest, like Sam Raimi I mean, directed the first Ash versus the Evil Dead, but you're not supposed to have unless it's the the theme of the show is to have different styles. It should all look the same. Like you, you're kind of. I know, supposed to be but I, I kind of want to. If, if I see David Lynch or if I see Sam Raimi, I want a Sam Raimi or David Lynch vibe. That's just me. I you guess. don't bring them in to be. I, I don't but know. you bring them in for the first episode, so people match to whatever they were doing. I guess. The, like, I, I feel I, like if you're bringing, if if Sam Raimi comes in to direct an episode of. I don't know. Orange is the new. What's a show out right now? <laughs> Not Orange is the new black. That's been gone for like two years. Oh, really? I don't see. I don't do uh, Fargo. TV shows. Fargo is Fargo. Out. She comes in to direct the third episode of Fargo, and the first two was directed by Jimmy Larson, David Lynch. I don't, I don't. Someone else, and then it's just a completely different vibe for one episode, unless it is the artistic direction of like whoever the showrunner is. Is we need to. To, to mix things up a little bit. Um, so, I, I don't really see. Anyways, so back, back to, to the Buffy. episode. Let's get is, back to back. is the body your favorite episode? I'd say the body is my favorite episode just because it is it is the biggest um, turn that I've seen in any of the movie or any of the shows. Yeah, I think it's what I think of of something that has impacted me and like how I want to make stuff that episode has had a big impact on me now for me i'm gonna be see i like my uh ice cream my favorite ice cream is vanilla uh my favorite color is probably blue actually that's not true it's orange anyways i'm a very common man when it comes to some things so my favorite episode of buffy the vampire slayer is probably ranked number one in a lot of lists, and number one in, like, oh. best episode. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the episode called Once More with Feeling, 
which is yeah. the sixth. It's in sixth season, episode seven, and it's uh, the entire episode for the most part uh, is a musical because a a musical demon is summoned by Don, of course, and this musical demon makes you sing until you explode, and when you explode, it like sucks up your power. And so the whole episode, like anytime something's going on, a character will sing about it. And to me, I love it because for some reason, I get such a big rush when in TV shows or a musical or in, in a, a movie, when people start randomly singing. I love it. And you get a I lot of that. that. I, I love it, honestly. That, you it, like musicals? I do. I really do love musicals, which is why me coming to New York, you know. Maybe a good thing. I oh, don't know what the music. So you can afford all the Broadway tickets. <laughs> yeah, the hey, hundred, two hundred dollar tickets. Hey, you know what? Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying. I what? One of the things you know, people have regrets in their lives, and one of the things I wish I became more into is musicals. I love. Musicals. So here's the thing: as I, I with that episode in particular, I think it's a great episode if you have never seen Buffy before, because I don't think it gives really a whole lot away. All the major characters are in there. It's just a great episode that's just kind of like, all right, here's the gang doing something goofy. I think it's also a good filler episode. It um, it tells you a bit. Of, I mean, I think at the very end, spoilers, uh, Spike and Buffy kiss for the very first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, and then, for like what? Yeah. Because Spike comes in i think at the beginning or at like episode two of season two and he's he's supposed he truly is supposed to be the big bad like he's you know he's the he's the rebel british uh yeah yeah, yeah. vampire who doesn't give a shit and now he's you know he finally gets a kiss and then also i the only episodes i rewatched recently was like that episode and then onwards and then spike really after he like I'm pretty sure they make aggressive uh, Slayer on Vampire Love uh, to be gruesome about it. But um, Spike wants, you know, more. He's like, like, well, couldn't we have another shag, babe? And Buffy's like, that was a mistake. I can't believe I slept with you. And there's a really uncomfortable scene, actually, in, I think, Two episodes after Once More with Feeling, where Spike is like, 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 why can't we have this, babe? And he is about to, he's about to rape Buffy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really uncomfortable. And I even remember as a kid being like, whoa, this is really, it, it's really strange. Like, it, it's another subversion of like, okay, <laughs> uh, Spike has killed hundreds of people, ruined hundreds of families. But for some reason, this is the worst thing I think he's done. Um, but of course, Buffy having the strength of a slayer, like it's one of those things where like he kicks him and he goes flying across the room, uh, kind of like when um, uh, Charlie Charlie Murphy kicks um, Dave Chappelle as um, I forget uh, Rick James. Do you remember that? Yeah. Anyways, he goes but, flying, uh, and then it, I realize we're running out of time. I realize for somebody like who who doesn't have a soul, it's it's like you know, not a, nothing is wrong to Spike. Yeah. So that's why I think so that final act is final what words. Him. We have not that much time left. 
But um, what are your what what are my what thoughts about, on and Buffy? try to keep this short. What about Buffy? Do you love? I love it because it is an original superhero tale that um, anything can go, and the villains are different and diverse. And I think it was a little ahead of its time. Um, and I love the acting and the the goofiness. I love the character development. I think is unparalleled. I think um, in TV shows, uh, I think it is funny, but also at the same time extremely serious and deals with a lot of different topics, either head on or metaphorically. Um, and I love all of the little filler episodes. Like there's so many the Josh Whedon plays around with so many different ideas of like, let's do an episode where we show everyone's deepest, darkest fears. Let's do an every an episode in which no one can talk. Let's do an episode in which everyone sings. Let's do an episode. There's so many just fun little episodes that he throws in. Um and I think it it it's a perfect length. Seven seasons, it 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 there shouldn't be any more seven seasons episodes, in a movie at least, and they did seven the movie season, before. And oh, and then there was supposed to be though a movie. He was talk, talking about doing a movie in '98, but it never came about. And we so. we did talk about the comics. It, I think it's the first comic. It's the first TV show that continued into comic book form. Now that's an old hat, actually. Where yeah, like Supernatural season billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was kind of the beginning of that type of fandom in a, in a way i feel like this was the first show that had like a really strong fandom afterwards mm. in that transitioned into comic book world. okay there yeah it, it was a, it was a different kind of fandom um yeah and it was original which is the thing i love about it and also like one of the first shows that had lesbian characters I mean, very that's true very true very progressive and it, it did it in a very like very natural it wasn't like a huge big thing it was just like all right we're lesbians now and it's like oh great one Caveat, I gotta say though, not very diverse. I realize. No, not very diverse at all. In, in fact, in the race. one Slayer who was uh, a black Slayer, they killed off. <laughs> really? Really quickly. Oh, yeah. At the last season, right? No, second season. Mm. I think the first. They might have had another one. No, I mean I watched it. Oh. Maybe she came back. Anyways, that's it. Uh, that's our Buffy episode. We kind of went on and on just because we love it so much. We love um, it. But. Uh, that's it for today. Tune in next week. We'll play find us. out what we're talking about then. Yeah, play us out, Spider-Man. Tune in next week.